hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin. Yes, good morning. Another beautiful Saturday morning here in the city of Hamilton, and it's another great day to talk about real estate in this area. We have a lot to talk about, including a Toronto real estate agent who has, uh, well, uh, done something unique in terms of trying to sell a home in uh, the bustling metropolis of T.O. We'll talk about uh, the real estate market and uh, how it can easily stress you out if you're selling your home or buying another person's home. Also talk about an incident in Niagara Falls that has some realtors in that area uh, kind of shaking in their boots and wondering, you know, what is going to happen next. Don't forget, go online to robgolfie.com. It's a fantastic website, a wealth of knowledge, great listings, robgolfie.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast you can also send us an email with a topic idea or a question about real estate that email address is questions at robgolfie.com we'll start with uh he's been in the news for a while now pat musitano yes was shot a couple of weeks ago in mississauga he is now remarkably out of hospital uh and again he was shot multiple times including in the face or in the head is yeah. what the police have told us but um you know for uh for him he's now out and now on the road to recovery so uh, you know coming in today uh, you, you were thinking you know how difficult would it be to sell pat musitano's house so really any house that is connected to organized crime it can it, be tricky right it, yeah i i think it's less less uh, less of a stigma um, if, uh, if it is a, a mafia-owned uh, house than it was if somebody was murdered in there. Okay. Or now, a grow-up. Or even a grow-up. Okay. Um, now, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, so his house is up for sale. I'm assuming it's his house. Okay. It's not in his name. It's, it's somebody else's name. Right. Um, they're, they're holding offers. Uh, it's on a great street. We all, everybody knows, it's on Saint Clair mm-hmm, Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, this will probably give him some publicity uh, <laughs> to sell the house. Uh, if I hope he thanks me. <laughs> but anyway, no. Um, now, now there's two ways. Like if he's like obviously, you know, there's uh, there's a mafia war going on out there. Mm-hmm. So now, That's quite there, evident, there's yeah. been a few attempts on his life. His brother yep. was uh, murdered last year, yep. and uh, now I think it, if he's still alive. And he stays alive, people will be a little bit more afraid to move in. Hmm. But if he was, if he did, if he did, you know, pass away, right? I, I, I don't think. Uh, I think uh, it, you know, it'd it be would a just night, be like any other kind any of other house or something like that, right? Uh, because the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, la- I think it was last year or two years ago, the house was shot up. So, I mean, it was yeah. riddled with bullets. That's right. Uh, the vehicle in the driveway was torched. That's you know, right. There, there yeah. was an arson. Uh, obviously, uh, one group or one individual was sending a message to the Masatano family to say, hey, you know what? We're coming after you. Right. Um, so, yeah, th- there's that stigma. Obviously, things have happened 
at the house, maybe in the house. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but but there is a that, that's a tricky situation. It is. It is. You know, I, I it, it wouldn't bother me. Um, um, like if I if I wanted to be living on that street, and uh, and he's got his house for sale, mm-hmm. and if I mean I mean it's going to sell for what the market will bear right now. I mean I think if he did pass away, I think uh, it'll be the market will be open for uh, for the best price that right. that that house can get. Um, but do you think now the the price is a little bit lower because I, I, of the association? I think, I think it'll be a little bit of a little bit, yeah. but I um. I mean, it's you want to make sure everybody in the public knows that he doesn't live there. So, right, right. so if I was Pat, I'd probably come to you, Rick, and say, "Can you announce that I don't? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer there." Or no, if I was the new owner, if I was the new owner of that house, I would say, "Can you announce that he is definitely not living there anymore, right, right. and somebody else lives there?" But, um, but yeah, I think there would uh, there uh, would be a little bit of a stigma. But I mean. I mean, when people are when, in that organization, the underground, when they're going after somebody, mm-hmm. they're going after that person. Yeah. There's nothing to do with the person that's moving into that house. Uh, it really so, has nothing to do with the house. No, it's got nothing to do with the house. It's got to do with him. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if, if he's a targeted person, no matter where he is, he's going to be targeted. So right. if he moves out, so I, I think now what's going on, I think there'll be a tiny bit of a stigma, mm-hmm. but not a big stigma. I think people... Uh, after they buy the house, I mean, they're going to be like, yeah, I live in, you know, right. one of the mob boxes of that, Hamilton's houses, right? Yeah, that, like, that's the flip side, too. I mean, he, he is, you know, I, I don't think Hamilton police will want to hear this, but, you know, there's some sort of celebrity yes. kind of status with there, that, There right? is, there is. You know, all of a sudden, everybody knows him, right? They say, oh, right, yeah, right. I, my uh, my brother, my, my cousin went to school with him, so I kind of know him a little bit. <laughs> right, know? yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but he, uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's like Al Capone. I right. Mean, like you, like years later, I yeah. mean, he the people still like you know want to see the the hotel that exactly. that he owned where he lived, the you know even um, the in Florida the the house that he owned mm-hmm. in Florida. Mm-hmm. So people are people are interested, right? Like yeah. you know, as as Hamiltonians, um, we are interested in uh, you know in people's lives now. Now the new owner, I mean, th- he may even demand more. Like, it, it, you know, somebody would say, "Hey, listen, I love to own uh, that house." I mean, it just depends on the person. But right. I don't think there is a stigma. I mean, it, it's him is it's him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so it, l- l- let's say if he let's say if he was killed in there, right? So that's pro- a whole different story, right? Right. So listen, like maybe I would put a, an offer in saying, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, here's my offer. Here's this." Uh, until closing date, as long as nobody's murdered in the house between the time I put the offer into the time I close, right. we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, again, you know, like the, this guy's still alive and, you know, who knows what's going on in the underworld right. out there. So, but, um, but I, I honestly don't think there's, uh, there is a, uh, uh, much of a stigma, but mm. because we're in, it's in the middle of things going on right now and he's just trying to probably get his life rolling. Yeah, it's pretty well. Yeah. Uh, talk about that area of the city. Great area, um, and and the funny thing about uh, Saint Clair Avenue is that um, um, it, this is off of like Cumberland area. Like you mm-hmm. got beautiful homes yeah. that are selling over a million dollars, and and then a block over you got homes that are selling for four hundred that are you know that need you know renovation. So like there's so many pockets in Hamilton, especially like you know Saint Clair Avenue. Mm-hmm. They're in the middle of uh, of this 
subdivision and you've got, you know, expensive homes and then and a block over you've got, you know, like it's pretty wild. you got some low income housing going on. Yeah. It's uh but it's a great area. St. Clair if you ever drive by St. Clair Avenue, it's got a beautiful boulevard, beautiful homes. Mm-hmm. Uh during the industrial age when when uh in I guess would it be the early 1900s, late 1800s, right. yep. um when all the in- industrialists were moving to Hamilton, uh, they would, you know, this street was probably known as a, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a great street to to move your family, build a house yeah, on, a and, and they're and they're gorgeous homes. They're all big homes, and they're well taken care of over the last hundred over hundred years. Yeah. So, so they're over a hundred years old. Then. They're, yeah, they, yeah. I'd, I'd say they're about at least a hundred years minimum. Oh yeah, well yeah, we're we're two thousand nineteen, yeah. so they're yeah, probably one hundred and twenty sure. years. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's a it's great street, great mm-hmm. street um, to uh, to own a home on for sure. Well, all right, let's switch gears and talk about um, a situation in Niagara Falls where the Real Estate Council of Ontario has frozen the bank accounts of a Niagara Falls brokerage firm and are advising home buyers and sellers with, is it Rio Realty Limited? Yeah, so it was uh, a real estate brokerage in Niagara Falls, Rio, uh, Rio Realty uh, Real Estate um, uh, operating, you know, they had, I think, uh, 50, 60 agents in okay. their office. And uh, they obviously were uh, audited a few times, right? And and I guess uh, he mishandled or uh, the trust account. So so let's say, for instance, um, you, you purchase a house, right, mm-hmm. Rick? Um, you're going to put a ten thousand dollar deposit, saying you know you're going to buy this house on let's say Main Street in Hamilton, right? Uh, they're asking five hundred thousand. You're going to put a ten thousand dollar deposit. That ten thousand dollars. Goes into a trust account, uh, in in trust on your for your behalf. So when when the purchase happens, mm-hmm. um, that ten thousand goes towards your down payment. Right, and so he and he must have mishandled that. Plus, what happens is so now not only that. So what happens is, let's say he's, he's representing the seller. Uh, so the seller of that the house, obviously. Um, the money would come in from the lawyer's office. It would go into the trust, and, and then it goes to a commission trust. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know what's going on. We were actually uh, we're owed money from that real estate company, and it'll probably take a little longer wow. for us because everything's to, frozen now, right? Every, every, yeah. So they came yeah. in and they shut him down. Right. They shut him down. He didn't know it was happening. He probably, you know, was probably working his way. He probably had some, you know, de- had to deal legally with his lawyer, and um, so they, pro- they they came in. And shut them down. So now there was 50, 60 agents hmm. now don't have a brokerage. Wondering what, what's so they, going on. So not only they shut him down, all the agents had to find a new home to park their license. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Rico uh, laid five charges under the Real Estate Business Brokers Act against Rio and five charges against broker uh, the broker on record. Uh, everything's now before the court. And uh, those freeze orders are invoked to prevent funds from being withdrawn from a brokerage's accounts in order to protect consumer deposits. So everything right now is in a holding pattern right. including the realtors because they don't know you know where to go next. Yes, yeah. So so now everybody may have to wait a little longer, but right. every, but everybody's insured. That that those funds are insured. Now early 90s they had major problems. Um uh the early 90s recession was so bad. Um agents weren't getting paid, uh people lost their deposits putting on houses hmm. because oh. a lot of brokerages were going they were they were they were going bankrupt, and they were using the the trust 
fun to survive. Oh, wow. And uh, so a lot of people got hurt in the early 90s from messing around with the the trust account. That's really uh, playing with fire. Yes. Uh, Home buyers and sellers who do have questions about what's going on are being asked to contact RICO. So if you are in a situation where you're dealing with this um, uh, real estate uh, agent or company, uh, call RICO and I'm sure they'll answer uh, your questions. For sure. When we return, we'll talk about uh, the... uh, real estate market and how it can easily stress you out from the mortgage stress test to the changing changing housing market to just all the financial pressures that go along with it. And I'm sure you guys have dealt with that from time to time again. It's part uh, psychiatrist on on your part when you're dealing with, uh, you know, the, the stressful nature of the real estate market. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast, past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a topic idea for a future program or a question for the Golfie team, you can send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, a Toronto real estate agent created a rap video to sell a house. Instead of a virtual tour, well, I guess it was a virtual tour because the rap video, you got to tour the house. Right, right. But there was a rap video involved. (laughs) Very unique. Uh, Let's talk about the real estate market stressing you out. Obviously, buying and selling a house is one of life's most stressful transactions. And uh, the complexity of how everything works uh, can obviously lead to home buyers and home sellers being really stressed. We have the mortgage stress test. uh, We have changing housing markets from buyer's market to seller's Mm -hmm. market to balance market. Uh, bully offers, which we talked about right. uh, you know, a couple of weeks back. Uh, buying and selling houses is uh, typically a trying process. Great quote from, uh, his name is Christopher Alexander. He's the executive VP and regional director of the Ontario Atlantic region for REMAX. Uh, he says, part of this is because the fear of the unknown. Many home buyers worry that they'll miss out on the perfect home, overpay for a home, that the home hunt will take longer than expected. And I guess everyone has to take a deep breath because there's a lot of balls in the air, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, it, it is stressful because there's a, there is a lot of people looking, there, but you have a little bit of time. You don't know where, whether to jump or let it sit for a while and see if they'll reduce the price. Like there's so many emotions are mm-hmm. going on. And, and like selling a house, there's a lot of emotions. Now, people's expectations on their price of their home that they're selling is a lot greater than what the actual market value is. Right. And sometimes people just will not comprehend that. They just, I'm sorry, this is my house. I think, you know, and then all of a sudden we as realtors, 
they look at us and say, well, you can't sell my house. And we're like, <laughs> and they and, take it personally. Right? And they take it personally. So a lot of times, sometimes we have to walk away from those. It depends on their motivation. Hmm. And, 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 it, and it is difficult. And sometimes you get them great offers, even though it's not close to their asking price. Right. But, but it's a great offer because you know that was the price, the value that you kind of told them right. that, that, you know, to go for. So anyway, they, uh, so that's the stress there. The stress of the people expectations are greater than what the market value is. That's mm-hmm. one. The, uh, the on the buyer side, um, when people are looking, yeah, you're right. You don't know when the next property comes up for sale. Like all of a sudden, you put an offer in on one, and all of a sudden one comes up. Like whoa! If we just waited another five days, we yeah. could have you know could have had this house. Could have had this yeah. house. And then are they negotiating? Is it the right price? Um, like you're for sellers. You know, their best negotiating power is in the first week to two weeks because it's new on the market. Yeah. Um, and for the, for the buyers, and if it's a new listing, it's hard because it's like a brand new listing. They don't know if somebody else is interested in it. And it, it just it, it, it plays games on your mind. Mm-hmm. It plays mm-hmm. games on your mind. And, you know, then the sellers are tough. The buyers are tough. And, you know, sometimes deals don't happen. And then at the end of it, sometimes three months later, the uh, bu- the offer from the buyer, uh, the original offer from the buyer in the first week was actually a, a decent offer, but now he's gone, and now the sellers end up getting less than the original offer. Right. Yeah, it's and just, they're now second guessing yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, so it's it, it's it's tough. It's a, it's a it's a tough situation, and it's stressful. It's yeah. it's you know, um, and you know, and they're unsure. You know, if, if they're buying it, does the house leak? Does it? You know, how's the attic? Is there any? You know, right. like it's like it's a it's an expensive purchase. The longer it takes to sell a home, does the stress factor increase? Yes, uh, especially if they bought firm someplace else. Right. Oh yeah. And uh I know somebody that uh an agent that has uh, uh a client that they bought firm. Mm-hmm. And uh they uh have a house to sell in the uh, uh uh just in Ancaster. And uh there's a lot of houses for sale in Ancaster <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. And so now they got to compete. So now they're going to have to be one of those people that will have to aggressively price their house now. And they've been on the market, I think, for a couple of months, two, three months, and they, they're going to have to reduce. And because now there's too many on the market, right. there's too many to choose from. Unless you got, you know, the gold, the golden egg, you know, like the nicest house on mm-hmm. the, in the area for that price point. Right, you're battling with everybody. You're, else. You're, you have to battle against everybody else. Say, why would why would uh, they buy? You have to get them to buy your house. Say, hey, this is good value. Yeah. They're asking the right price. Let's go for it. Yeah. But when you got you know, sixty homes in Ancaster in the in the same price point. Right. Just you it know, all kind of look the same. Yeah, and I think there's two hundred there's two hundred twenty three homes for sale, if I recall, in Ancaster right now. That's wow. everything included. But but in but in different pi- price points, some of them, you know, like actually, I think it was more than uh, uh, fifty three. I think it was like seventy seven homes in that one price point. That's a lot of homes. Wow, a lot that's a lot to choose from. It is. So you got. So that's a buyer's market. Remember, we just did last week. We did the uh, stats mm-hmm. for in Ancaster. Was there yep. was a, a correction in Ancaster? Yep. Yep. That's, that's that's where it's happening. Why. Yeah. So from a buyer's standpoint, there's a stress factor. Not only that you mentioned that you know what, what if we don't get this home or what if we do this get this home and there's another one down the road that yeah. we want or yeah. that we'd like better. From a buyer standpoint, if they've already sold their home or someone is going to be moving in in the next month or two, yeah. there's a lot. There's not only a lot of motivation, but there is a lot of stress 
there from is. their standpoint to say, hey, we got to get something. Yeah, and sometimes they end up buying something that they really don't really wouldn't be the first choice that they would buy. Right. But time is an issue. Otherwise, they're going to be homeless. Yeah. So either they have to you know move in between. So so pressure is on them, and it's stressful. Right. It is very stressful. So do you do you deal with from from a realtor standpoint? Do you deal with those clients differently? Those who are buying and those who are selling, yeah. knowing that the stress is kind of equal on both sides. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we had, uh, I remember a, a few months ago, it was a two, three months ago, we had a client that bought firm. And actually, actually, we've got one right now that they didn't buy through us. They bought through another agent, but they fired the other agent. Now I got their house up for sale. Oh, but, wow. But their house is close. The house that they're buying is closing in June. Mm-hmm. I think the mid to the end of June. So, so we got to get their house sold. And we're just in the process of getting all the staging and everything done. Right. But, um, you know what, Rick? What was that question again? Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm having a brain. The, the stress here. factors from the buyer and yes. the seller are yeah. both equal. So how do you how do you do you deal with them the same or differently? Different, differently. Yeah. It depends on the situation. Like uh, for the for the buyer that uh, that's looking at buying and, and they sold their house it, again. Like we were saying, it's 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 tough. They got to find a house, um, and the seller, and you know that. Sometimes they're afraid to sell their house or they, you know what I mean, be first because they don't know what they're going to find. They want to find something first. But then now it's tough. Some people don't want to take a conditional offer. Right. But but we will not take – if we have somebody that wants to put an offer in on a house and they don't want to go in – they want to go in firm. They don't want to go in with the sale of property. We make them sign a document saying, do you know we recommended that you go in with a conditional sale of your home? But signing this is indicating that we explain that to you. Mm-hmm. So they can't come to us and say, well, I didn't know. I thought, you, you know, I right. could sell my house for this much money. So yeah. we, you know, like financially, you got to be in good shape. Right now, I would not go in firm on a deal unless you are financially secure and you can handle it because markets change and it's changing. Like, look at, again, like speaking about Ancaster, there's a correction going on there. Mm-hmm. So people thought. Their house is worth nine hundred, but now maybe it's only worth eight hundred. Right. So that's a hundred thousand dollar difference. Gotta be careful. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, another quote from uh, Mr. Alexander: Waiting through, we've talked about this before. Waiting through this process uh, with a top-notch realtor can make things easier. But what are the most important qualities to look for in a real estate agent? Above all, good old-fashioned knowledge and experience. Uh, a rookie realtor is not going to be able to handle the stress no, like no. an experienced they, they, realtor like well, yourself. And it, well, I'll tell you something. The, the house that I've uh, listed that it has, it's hitting the market, that was a rookie realtor that they dealt with. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so now they realize, they, call, they called me experience, yep. knowledge, and uh, so we're going to uh, take care of it. And we'll, we'll get them an offer within a couple of weeks on right. our house. So they, now that stress is going to be gone. Right now, they're stressed. They 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 are stressed. They're, they're going to own two houses, and the banks, you know, they need a firm deal on their house because the banks aren't going to lend them the money unless they got a firm deal, exactly. so they can bridge finance on that. Wow. So that part time psychiatrist uh, degree you have is uh... oh yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you might forget an address, but you won't forget a catchy name, or in this case, a catchy song. So this is a, a Toronto real estate agent has gone above and beyond to showcase a home. So instead of the traditional you know, virtual house tour, uh, this individual, his name is Artie Bazinski of Real Estate by Bike. Uh, that's actually the, the name of his company. He's showing the viewer... Around the uh, East End property, um, this is on uh, Coxwell Avenue in Toronto. It is a semi-detached bungalow. It's a one-plus-one bedroom with a bathroom in the basement. 
So he's created a rap video to showcase yep. this house. A few weeks ago, we talked about the raunchy video in Australia. Y- oh, yeah. That created yeah, waves. Yeah. And so, he got a lot of publicity on that. Exactly. And, and more the same here. There's been 11,000 views on YouTube and on Facebook of this video. So let's play. We've got a little time here. Let's play this video. It's only 90 seconds uh, of, the, uh, of the house. And the video is called Lil Yellow House. Yellow house is nice and cozy. Come on in if you're feeling a bit nosy. Design your very own dream creation with a full, full renovation. And rent it out for two G's, collect all the monies. Fact that's affirmative, a condo alternative. Move right in, it's truly homey. Owners loved it here by their own testimony. Starting with the farmer's market Next door, police station Value going up like a paid vacation Lakeshore Boulevard all the way to the city's heart Another reason, Woodbine Park festival season Couple blocks away, you'll be chilling at the beach all day Little India, just the other way What all this for 500k? So that was Lil Yellow House by Artie Bazinski of Real Estate by Bike. So 11,000 hits on YouTube and on Facebook. The video um, includes, you heard the woman's voice in there, the current residents. So the current homeowners in the music video playing the piano, singing along. Um, Interesting. Yes. um, (laughs) You know, I mean, the price point of the house would probably would have sold on its own. Really, eh? So four ninety nine, four ninety nine. It's it's a small little. It's a semi detached bungalow. It's one plus one bedroom with a bathroom in the basement. So um, there's nothing much to it. No, it's just a a tiny little place down uh, down on Queen Queen Street near the beaches, right? right? The beaches, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't know the area that well. I don't, but the price point is good. So I think what happened there is. Somebody, somebody had a music background. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. so so was that was that the realtor that was actually uh, in the video rapping, yes. rapping. So that so that's the so, realtor. So they, obviously, they probably know each other because to put something like that together, yeah, it's it's not cheap. So right. it, it, I don't think he would do that on every single one of his yeah, videos. Yeah. But but he got the attention, so he had the resources. So somebody had the music resources right. and the and and to how to write the the song for this. Mm-hmm. So um I I think it's good for him. Like I like I said, like you know, you want to stand out and you want to get more eyes on your house. The more eyes on your house that's for sale, yeah. the 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 chances are getting a, a more offers for sure. or multiple offers, you know. And, and here's the thing too. I mean, the average price of a home in Toronto is, you know, 800 something thousand. That's right. Yeah. You know, this is under half a million and uh, he said that interest in the listing from potential homeowners skyrocketed since the video was released, particularly from a younger demo. And that's who's going to be looking at this house, right? Absolutely. So you're going to get a millennial looking at this, uh, they're gonna, you know, go in and and probably, you know, fix it up a little bit, you know, make it their own, and yeah. uh, they own a piece of real estate.
estate in uh, downtown Toronto for half a million dollars. That's not bad. No, no, it's pretty good. So, like I said, whether it's good or bad, uh, when it comes to marketing like a video. Right. Attention is good. Attention's good. Yeah. Right. What do they say? Politicians. What is it? Good or bad press? It's good press. It's it's still it's it's they're talking about you. Exactly. Yeah. As long as as long as people are talking That's about it. you. That's especially it. in the real estate market. I mean if your if your house is out there and being discussed, especially on social media with a video and I mean it's not necessarily in the viral stage, but there's a lot of eyeballs on it that maybe wouldn't necessarily have been there. I gotta come up with something. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta coffee rap video. Yeah, something. I gotta come up with something so we get a lot of views. But it's interesting because this realtor said it all started when uh, he went to post uh, the listing, I guess, on MLS, and Little Yellow House was taken. Little Yellow House. Right. So he said, okay, we'll go with Lil Yellow House, and hey, let's do a rap video about it too. Yeah, yeah. very well, creative. It was good. You know why? He's getting a lot of showings on it. And, uh, and now it just got listed. Yeah. It'll be it, interesting to see, to see what it goes for. Yeah, I'm curious to see that, too. Because with a lot of eyeballs, is there going to be a lot of competition? Right. There might be. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. When we return, we'll talk about uh, buying a foreclosed home and uh, multi-generational households are driving a renovation revolution. Uh, you're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Our house in the middle of our street. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfi, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team. You can call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfi on Instagram and Twitter. Like the Rob Golfi Facebook page. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Send us an email as well. Questions at RobGolfi.com. That email address is questions at RobGolfi.com. Whether it's a question or even a topic idea you would like us to discuss on a future program. Still to come, multi-generational households driving renovation revolutions. A unique story out of Vancouver where people are building separate residences basically on their property for family members and who knows it might catch fire uh, here in Ontario and uh, in Hamilton. Um, Some common questions about buying a foreclosed home. I was scouring the internet uh, the other day and I came across this story which was on a Remax uh, page, and I thought, yeah, we haven't really touched on foreclosed homes very much or, or homes that go up for auction, uh, but there's certainly a process in, in getting these houses. There, there is. There's not as many that do come up, uh, the foreclosed homes, because, I mean... The, the housing market's so strong. housing market's been good. The economy's good. Um, usually people... Um, they'll they'll sell their house before if they're in, in trouble and there's equ- there's enough equity there for them to right. uh, you know to re- you know recoup some of their money to so they can you know go back to a, a different life mm-hmm. but um, but but they, they are out there the banks um, usually they'll um, sign uh, realtors uh, uh, for you know houses that they're foreclosing right. on and um, the, and the hard thing about dealing with banks uh, when they have a house. That that is a power of sale, as they call it. Um, it they have like probably like fifty files on their desk, <laughs> so, <laughs> and you have to sign them all. <laughs> no, and so so they so when you have an offer, they take their time, right? Yeah. And you know the agents are like trying to get this thing done, right? And they don't understand. Like they just oh, okay, we'll take a look. well, and it, the dates always pass, 
like the time wow. for the time. So it's really not time sensitive. No, for the bank. Like, which it, is interesting because wouldn't they want the money? Well, the banks don't care because it's not their out of their pocketbook, right? Right. It's it's just somebody that is handling that yep. you know, that works for whatever bank, and like, oh, oh yeah, you know. So we've basically given them till let's say five o'clock Thursday after Thursday afternoon to respond to us. They'll respond to us the following Monday. <laughs> like it is, it's just. They, that's a, that's the hard thing to deal with sometimes these banks yeah. uh, they're they're not as easy to deal with they don't care because they're they're you're just one file of many files they're dealing with mm-hmm. and they don't know the market they don't know they're just sitting in a, a office building somewhere in Toronto sending it out and you're trying to tell them listen this is a great offer you know and they they have no clue and <laughs> and then they you know sometimes some of the houses sit for a while because you know they're not listening to the agent right and uh very interesting you know, yeah so but uh the power sales the for power uh foreclosures there there are not as many out there as you think they right. are okay yeah. so some of the questions you should ask yourself can i get a mortgage on a foreclosed home the, you know the quick answer is yes buying a foreclosed home at an auction how does it work um are there multiple buyers that go for foreclosed I, homes? You know what? I've never been to one. Okay. I've heard of them. Uh, and sometimes this, the, the city of Hamilton will have them, right? Like uh, you put a bid in for yeah. certain properties and you can get some pretty good deals. Uh, but I haven't been to uh, uh, a real estate auction. I have not Interesting. seen one. Uh, another question. Uh, what is the risk of buying a foreclosed home? Um don't don't offer too low, I guess, would be a risk because you might lose it. <laughs> the, ri- the, the risk of buying a foreclosed home is... Um, you cannot go back to the bank and say, well, you know, we had a problem with this and had a problem with that. You sign a Schedule A that is probably 20 pages, and it just protects the bank. So once you take possession, you have it. You, you own it. Wow. I'm, I had uh, one time somebody poured concrete down the drain, and guess what? Yikes. They had to, you know, get a jackhammer and clean that out. <laughs> like, so you don't know what you're getting. Right. You could have broken windows on the day that you take possession. Well, that's how you're going to get the house. Right. Sorry. As is. As is. Whatever. When is it? Like, what, if it's like that that day, that's that's how right. you're taking it. <clears throat> uh, which leads us to the next question. When can I buy a house after foreclosure? And apparently the answer is immediately. Uh, or, or whenever the bank feels like yeah, when giving the bank it to you. puts it out, yeah. <laughs> uh, what should I look for when buying a foreclosed home? That's interesting because that could be an investment property. It could be something that you flip real quick, or it yeah, could be something yeah, where you just yeah. stay there, right? A lot of times, a lot of times, foreclosed homes. Uh, I'd, I'd say uh, a high percentage, uh, they're in in rough shape. Sometimes yeah. people uh, will damage them on purpose because they felt that uh, you know the banks betrayed them, right. you know, because they got it taken away from them. So they you know kind of scuff up the house a bit. Uh, so they're ninety nine times out of a hundred a major. They, they, they need work, yeah. and uh, and because they didn't, you know, obviously they didn't pay their mortgage, so obviously they didn't have the money to even to maintain the house. Right. Sometimes the roof should have been done five years earlier, and they've had water come in for many years. Yeah. yeah. So last one is a foreclosed home a good investment? I guess it depends. It it absolutely it depends. Uh, like you know what condition it's in and what price it is. Uh, every 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 piece of real estate out there, every house that you buy is a great investment. Mm-hmm. Like look, go back five years and. You know, house house prices are, were cheap five yeah. years ago. We'll take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about multi-generational households driving the renovation revolution. That is coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
One more go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this fine Saturday morning with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. Don't forget, Golfie gets it sold. Go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Send us an email if you have a question or a topic idea for a future program. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. They're all over social media as well, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search out Rob Golfie and you'll find a host of great information. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Multi-generational households driving a renovation revolution. So this is a story out of Vancouver, East Vancouver to be exact. Builders are saying nearly every renovation client they meet wants to accommodate an extra generation or two on the property they already own. So long story short, um, there's a couple or an individual that has a home. Being Vancouver, it's probably a couple. Uh, and they have some kids, or maybe even in some cases some grandkids, or some parents who want to move in. But instead of moving into the house, they're moving in on the property in a separate home. Yes. Um, I was reading this. They're They're actually building, like, possibly somewhere between a 500 to 800 square foot... Uh, additional building yeah like a laneway house. A, lane, a laneway so so now laneway would be basically like in hamilton downtown you know how they have laneways and there's a garage yeah. garages behind so i don't know if they're converting their you know their garages or adding on tearing down and rebuilding but mm-hmm. but but Van- vancouver is allowing this because they know <laughs> there is it's expensive to buy a house yeah so people can't afford it. So you've got the, uh, three generations. You've got you know the, the grandparents, the kids, and then the grandchildren, right? Yeah. So, um, and eventually, that's the only way you can afford a place in Vancouver mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, if you're going for two million, three million bucks, like uh, you, yeah. you need a lot of incomes. You 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 have to be like it. You have to be pretty wealthy to to own a house. So yeah. most of the houses in Vancouver, they're rented. Uh, their basements are rented. And they're allowing it. They have. They have no choice. Right. Vancouver, like the the city has to allow it, even though probably a lot of them aren't, uh, you know, legally legal for fire. Uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in case there's a fire, that'd be scary. Yeah. So so here's some stats for you. <clears throat> Multi generational households are the fastest growing household type in Canada, according to the most recent federal census. The number of households with at least three generations under the same roof grew by 37.5% between 2001 and 2016. In 2018, the city of Vancouver issued 730 building permits for laneway homes and 24 permits for infill buildings, both of which are secondary dwellings built in backyards. More than 1,400 permits were issued for interior renovations, which include an unknown number of secondary suite and second kitchen installations. So that, that would be your basement, yeah. uh, kitchen, and, and, and uh, suite, granny suite, I, I guess. Nearly half of the new houses built in Vancouver include a laneway dwelling, which can rent for as much as $3,000 a month, the kind of cash flow that can make the decision to take out a mortgage easier to swallow. 
Um, interesting. Here's one more stat for you. Laneway homes cost two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars to build, but you'll also need a building permit costing nearly three thirty thousand dollars plus design, landscaping, servicing. So expect to pay three hundred fifty thousand dollars or more for a high end product. That's still a lot cheaper than buying a single family house in Vancouver. Oh, that's, for sure. That's the crazy part of yeah. it. And again, you're living in a smaller house. But can you see this catching fire in Hamilton? A, are we allowed to do this? Right you now? know what? I don't think we're there yet okay. uh, because uh, we're still affordable. Um, but I, Toronto, I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. But Vancouver, it just it, it, it's too expensive. Like if you own a house in Vancouver, and if you sell it and move to any other part, any other <laughs> place in okay. Canada, yeah. and then and then you decide. You know what? I kind of like to go back to Vancouver. <laughs> you can't afford to go back. Yeah. It just the, the the cost to to own buy a house there is way too expensive. Yeah. Now you've got uh, the generation uh, like my parents. They probably bought fifty years ago, and uh, they and they probably bought for like you know fifteen thousand ten mm-hmm. when house prices were just normal They're like cheap. anywhere else yeah. in the country. Yeah. But that same house today is probably worth two and a half million dollars. Right. Uh, like it's just probably a three bedroom bungalow, twelve hundred square feet, and now for them it's great, but for their kids, they they can't afford. They it. can't afford it, or, or their grandkids. <clears throat> like I, I, I can see, can't afford to buy a house in Vancouver. I can see a scenario where I mean, there's there's a lot of boomers in Vancouver, obviously, like, like yeah. everywhere else in in the country. They're going to be moving, and who's going to be able to afford those houses when they're moving out? I guess foreign investors number one because they've moved in. Yeah, the, a bunch the, of them. Have yeah, moved in. so the, so I mean, if you're retiring and you want to cash out. Boy, you, you just won yourself a little lottery. It's all tax-free money. Definitely. But if they want to help out the kids, they'll build a, you know one of these homes, Lane like little homes. homes behind their house, and they may end up moving into that little small square footage, right. and, and their kids will move into those because it's the only way. It's, Pretty good retirement plan. It, it's not a bad retirement plan, yeah. and it's the only way they can uh, manage, uh, the kids can manage to afford a house mm-hmm. if they want to stay in the neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. But can you imagine the parking that's going on? Oh, wow. There's going to be parking issues. <laughs> like, the, you know, like it's going to be tough. Well, there, there is no snow out there. No, we, no. Yeah. Just rain. We got to go. Rob, thanks for coming in. You got it. We will catch you next time here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.